Journey Through the Decacast, a Kamen Rider retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. I'm Evan. I'm Chris. And this episode, we're talking about Gotcha Man episode, whatever episode, 10 probably, I think it's 10. Episode 10. Yes, it is 10. This one is actually called Crowds. Episode 10, Crowds. It's a good one. Is it because they turn into their crowds forms and do stuff? I think that might be it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. the the cr- The crowds are more directly involved in this one than the plot of the previous episodes. This episode's pretty much a Tokusatsu episode. It really <laughs> is. You, you finally got the one you've been waiting for, Garrett. We finally got there. Like it is very much like, oh hey, the monster is attacking this week. The heroes must go out and save them. The Look. monster is just a troll network. Yeah, yeah. It, other it's than a, that, it's yeah, a, pretty much. It's a standalone complex. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because they're all hanging out and talking to each other, so it's definitely not a standalone complex. The, see, the, what you just said, though, is what they also do in Ghost in the Shell, which also isn't a standalone complex. No, in the episode where all the people are trying to murder that one politician, they explicitly had not communicated with each other. That was why they came up with the name. Disagree. It was a bad premise, and the show doesn't know what it's talking about. God damn it. Okay, well, anyway. <laughs> Aside from standalone complexes, back to Gotcha Man. Gotcha so, Man. so, and the beginning of this episode, uh, well, they we're kind of in the aftermath of the situation where the crowds attacked the government building in the previous, previous episode. So now we're seeing all of the Neo 100 hanging out in a chat room. And the one guy who is, like, an annoying troll edgelord, the Steve Bannon dude, he's like, Hey, let's keep tearing down the government. Why did you guys stop? Let's keep doing stuff. And they're like, eh, we don't really want to. (laughs) Man, tearing down the government is some bullshit. That sounds like it would be a whole lot of effort, and we don't actually care what you have to say, so. Let's use these superpowers. To just be assholes. No, they're tired, and using the crowd's power makes them tired. And I'm like, this is an extremely well-observed version of what happens in online activism spaces. Especially anonymous online activist spaces. It's almost like they're bad. I mean, they have their point and their uses, but they are definitely not the best. Well, it's... I mean, when it's defined as, like, just anti-the-status-quo, like, there's no energy there, because they don't actually care about anything. (laughs) Yeah. Now they just try and do random shit. But it all plays into Burr's Cat's plan to just come in and be like, hey, let's not do what this guy said and do this other thing instead, and I'll give you a super cool power-up if you do it. 
Right. Yeah, just uh, make it so that you don't get tired. Also, Birdcats post uh, a video of the Prime Minister saying they suck and stuff, so... They're like, well, we'll show you who sucks. Yeah, it's... The Prime Minister's phone is on, like, 10% battery. So they decide... He's like, here, plug this in for me so that I can get battery life and plug this in specifically in the way that a camera is facing me for an upload (laughs) yeah and then okay sure we'll just let everyone read what i said i mean i think the idea is is that bird cats like hacked the phone to oh yeah it's just funny that they set it up perfectly so that yeah so that they'd be on camera while they said this on camera perfectly framed yeah, because it was a little bit of time before deepfakes existed. That's true. Yeah, they had until pretty recently. Did you guys uh, see that news story that was going around? How that documentary deepfaked that one dude's voice for to like talk about uh, uh, in like his own documentary, a documentary about him that like committing suicide or whatever. That was kind of fucked up. I did not know that at all. Oh, it was about, like, there was some documentary about Anthony Bourdain or something, and there was, like, a few lines that he was reported as having said, and they, like, created an AI version of his voice to say them, and didn't God, tell anyone until f- after they came out with the documentary. That's so fucking creepy. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that's a little, that's a little weird. I haven't seen it, so I don't know exactly, like, how that would play in the moment, but it certainly sounds pretty... Pretty over the line to me. Yeah, it seems yeah, pretty like, weird. Deep fake stuff like that, getting getting uh, an AI to say things in your voice based off of recordings of you is just... <sighs> I remember seeing an ad recently for some company that was like, Hey, do you have a dead loved one? give us all their information and, like, data about them, and we'll create an AI that will be able to talk to you that is based off of them. That was, like, literally one of the only episodes of Black Mirror that I thought was good. Like, there's an episode with that exact premise, and it was, like, one of the only two I thought that wasn't terrible. And I really love the one that's just, hey, what if you had the ability to watch all of history at any point in time we still wouldn't learn nope (gasps) i've also never watched black mirror because i already live in that world yeah it's like oh right we're living in a black mirror world Hmm. (laughs) see okay okay My, my black mirror thing the problem with the show is it leads with the first episode where the it's about the prime minister fucking a pig like that is that that is what happens in it, and they yep. play it dead straight the whole time. Everyone is talking deathly seriously about a terrorist forcing the prime minister to have sex with a pig, and they play it dead serious the whole fucking time. And it's like Ooh. an amazingly hilarious level of contrast in the presentation and the material. And Chris, then if you remember that that was based off an actual rumor, right? Well. Yes, it was. It turned out to be based off like an actual thing that happened, like but. yeah, like an actual true thing that happened. But it, it's like just the the tone is just adds a lot of humor and gravitas to it that just makes it work in a a way that is just really weird. 
And then in the next episode, you realize, oh, that's just actually how they're going to approach every episode and every premise in the show. They yep. have, they actually don't have a different way to approach any of these scripts or ideas. That's just how they're going to do everything. And uh, yeah, it fucking sucks. I hate that show, but you know, that's me. <laughs> I don't know. I like black. I like the ideas in Black Mirror that they try. I just it the, just the way it presents everything just feels so just so annoyingly negative to me. Yeah, I can see that. But you know, okay, okay. Back to back to Gotcha Man. There's Gotcha Man, I mean, and they do some fighting. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's like. We have the crowd start to attack, and Hajime has a little mini discussion with uh, bird cats online. Like, hey, do you want to tell me where you are? No. Okay, well, we're going to try and beat you. It's just, and bird cats is like going nuts over Hajime and is trying and is kind of adoring her. Yeah, Burkhats is really, really into Hajime. It's like, uh, it's the thing where he's like really looking forward to like bringing her down to his level. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, the, they, uh, there's a bit in here where Burkhats is like, well, you can't actually fight the crowds because if you hurt them, you'll be hurting the people that they're attached to. And this uh there's like kind of this running through line in the episode where Hajime is like okay guys we need to not hit them very hard just like knock them out a little bit don't actually hurt them yeah if you, if you hit them somewhere between it not hurting very much and them dying they just turn into cubes yes yep. they get stunned and transform they get minecrafted <laughs> yeah more or less and they can be stored in a box that then, like, the other aliens take to, like, their cool alien place where I think they, like, undid, like, the mess stuff back when the mess was a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like an episode four or something. I think it's more like two. <laughs> it was a while ago, yeah. <sighs> okay, so rest of this one. Yeah, it's like, uh, from around, uh, a little bit after they, uh, Hajime has the conversation with Birdcats, basically the Neo Hundred start running around after this video of the Prime Minister saying that they suck is posted online. Uh, and they start running around just breaking random shit. And that's when the Gachamen show up and are like, okay, we're gonna coordinate with the military and the fire department and everybody, and we're all going to try and evacuate everybody and keep anyone from being hurt by the crowds. Which is good, but we're not going to be doing it over the internet because Birdcat still controls that, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, don't use Galax either, because that's just going to get manipulated. It is I... nice to see that the Hajime's earlier thing of, hey, this is a really Galax is a really great tool, but we can't focus on it forever because it, that's, it won't work. It's nice to see that come back and actually be a thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, social media is not always appropriate for organizing. I'd almost say never, but eh, that's not true. I mean, you know. Re remember, like, the there was the Arab Spring and everything? That was, yeah, like, organized that's... online, on social media? 
Yeah, no, it's like there are uses for it. I'm just overly negative about social media in general. I mean, I think it's more there's uses for it when it's not under something like something that's trying to make money. Yeah, yeah. Like some. I mean, there was that. Uh, what didn't they? They organized the capital attack like on Parlor, didn't they? Yep. So you know, it can be good. It can be bad. So there's, like, a, a bit in here after they start cubing up the crowds where, like, it looks like OD is directing the the weird, like, polyhedron head people from the base to, like, sort out the cubes. Yeah, because he's, he's not ready to fight yet. Yeah. I just swear to God, Chris, he better fight in this damn show. <laughs> it's almost over. He's never going to fight. It's just not going to come up. That's not important. <laughs> but uh, I guess um, it does kind of imply that the like the little workers are part of his power, maybe? I thought uh, they were just like the other aliens that work to like help the Earth deal with stuff. They were part of like the Gatchaman initiative. Are they? I didn't think they were like sentient. I don't yeah, think I they were. I thought they were. I thought they were like workers for like the... Gotcha Man stuff that was dealing with the mess and everything. Yeah, they were, but they were. I thought I remembered them being like drones instead of anything actually sapient. Yeah, I thought they were just like robots or something, but maybe they're part of like OD's Gotcha Man power or something. Or maybe they're just like the keepers from Mass Effect. <laughs> Probably. So they, they're not. secretly evil. Okay. No, 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 no. The keepers, the keepers technically were not secretly evil. They were created to do a purpose. But then they evolved to the point where it was, like, ingrained in them to, like, actually just keep the Citadel up and running. And so they evolved past the control that the Reapers put into them, so they actually didn't work anymore. Oh, that's good. I wasn't aware it had gotten to that point. Yeah, no, it's actually, like, a plot point they bring up about, like, how you were able to, like, delay the Reaper attacks in one... Uh I think it... It's how you delay it in one, but it's explained in two. All right, I, I guess don't remember that, that ever coming up, but I will believe. That. Yeah, the keeper lore. Uh, is this the first time we've seen Utsutsu turn into our Gatchaman form too? It no, is. we've seen her turn into it before. She did it with the fight with um bird cats back when. Oh, she did. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. I think you see it more clearly now. I really you love her Gatchaman form. It's just super cool. It's very, um, Utsu, Utsu is just dizzy from Guilty Gear. That's what I've had canoned. She pretty much is. Which even one's with dizzy? The whole fi- even with the whole, dizzy is the, oh god. She's like the devil angel person. Yeah, she she is the, uh. Don't get into Guilty Gear lore. She, she is a half gear. <laughs> okay. I don't know what gear means, but that's fine. It, oh, it's fine. It's fine. They're 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 bio weapons. That's all. Dizzy you really need is to the worry one about. that has like the two sides to her, and like one's like a devil and one's like an angel. Guilty Gear is too much for me. Too much. Man, there is a five-part video series you can watch if you're interested. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised that five parts was enough. Well, it was. I think I've mentioned on the podcast before that I tried to watch that Blaze Blue anime, and then when I finished it, I was like, so I still know nothing about this setting. Yeah, Blaze Blue is even more convoluted 
than Metal Gear, which is it is still something. kind of my favorite thing in the world that fighting game lore is just more complex than JRPGs. Fighting game <laughs> lore is the best. I love that one post that was going around of like comparing fighting game special moves. I love the one that's the Tekken character where it's like down punch, heavy punch. Back, down, forward, punch. Another heavy punch. Yep. Swirl the control stick around. Throw a fucking fireball. <laughs> Wait, how can he do that? He's wearing Wrangler jeans. Because Tekken is fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those that it's like, it's Devil almost jeans. real. See, I, I just think of, of Guilty Gear and... And Blaze Blue is like, if someone needs me to go deep on Fate or or Tsukihime lore, I can do that. And those are those are that version, a version of that thing for somebody else. I'll just let them that be somebody else's thing. Yeah, but those people would probably start a podcast that their friend has kept asking <laughs> them to do for years. <sighs> Garrett, I'm gonna make you do this podcast with me. Just the. You realize fine, how tough it is. Fine. Be. If you do it, I'll I'll sit there and do it with you. Oh my god. It's either I get this podcast or I get a D&D game. <laughs> You're going to run out of time in your week. I'm not. I'm open for a D&D game. I said almost. <laughs> anyway, this is besides the point. Back to Hajime throwing scissors at people. Yep. Yeah, she she does her, some of her scissors throwing. Uh, Utsutsu just hands people. She just shoots her death hand through people, and they yeah, uh, she has like two cubes. death hand things. They're kind of like um, Shenlong Gundam's dragon thing. Oh no, her other hand is a life hand. Yeah, like, but one, like one... it also works in the way of like it's in, like an extendo arm. Right. Oh oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, like when uh, like Wu Fei's Gundam and Gundam Wing. Yeah. Isn't that the Shenlong Gundam? Didn't didn't I use that properly? I don't I know. I don't, I don't uh, like Wing. The upgraded one was the Ultron. I think the first one was the Shenlong. I if thought I'm... I thought the unupgraded one was the one that had that, and then the upgraded one didn't. No, the upgraded one did too. Because the Endless Waltz version doesn't. No, the Endless Waltz version totally has that. Does it? Yeah, I think he just doesn't use them in the movie or something. But or they're maybe, on like, or maybe it's the maybe it's the beam glaive that he loses. He loses something between the upgrades and its dump. <laughs> the the beam glaive turns into like a double thing instead of a single thing. I know that one. Yeah. Also the uh, also the shooting fire like extendo dragon arms was also copied from the that the Gundam from G Gundam that Sai Sai Chi drives. I forget what it's called. Oh yeah. And he has um he has beam flags which are like super cool. Yeah, yeah, that kind of was actually really fun to play in versus extreme, but it's extremely hard to be good at. I, I like I like the flag weapon thing. Um, there's a Gaim form where he has flags as a weapon and it is used like once in the series and then never again. <laughs> you like flag weapons? Have I got a fighting game character for you? Uh, oh no. It is, uh... What Guilty Gear character is this? Who is it? It is... Something... Something Kiske? It's it's Kai Kiske's son, who was raised by Soul Bad Guy. And he <laughs> his weapon is a giant... His weapon Kai is a giant flag. Kiske... Son... 
Um, guilty gear. Um, oh, Sin Kisuke, of course. Yeah, Sin. Oh yeah, he does just have a flag. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, or like or like Myrtle in Arknights. Oh yeah, yeah, Myrtle's cool. Or or like Joan from from Fate, like the yeah. original one. That's true. Yeah, Joan and Joan Alter just stab people with flags. Yeah, but but original form, not not any of the other ones. No, uh, jo- Joan Alter will also use her flag. Well, she I, uses her sword more than face Joan, but, but she jo- does use her. Flag. No, Joan Alter and Joan are two different people. <laughs> Oh, well now we're getting into a philosophical debate about whether the dark side of the characters is like the same person or not. No, it's different because, and the reason for this is because each of those forms have spin-off forms. (laughs) If, If there was only one Joan Alter, it would be a part of Joan, but since there's multiple Alter Jones, uh, Alter Joan is their own person. I don't know if popularity defines whether it's, like, their own character or not, just because people like them. Well, it is. That seems debatable, but okay. Anyway, it's neat. More people should do that. Yep. Flags are good weapons. I mean, not really, but... Uh, probably not practically, but they well, I mean, are like, depending, interesting. I mean, like, depending on, like, the construction of the pole part of the flag, because really it's kind of just, like, a quarter staff at that point. Or a spear. Oh, yeah, if it's sharp. I mean, at least for, like, an American flag rules, you're, like, not supposed to use the pole of the flag for anything other than hanging the flag on, so you're actually disrespecting well, American do Americans do a lot of using par- using the flag. Yeah, you're also not supposed, not supposed to. to put it on, like, t-shirts or anything. Yeah, you're also on. not supposed to put it on t-shirts or vehicles, so, yeah. <laughs> we ignore those rules a lot. Yeah, that's... Very silly. Gotcha, man. Gotcha, okay, man. Okay, so, uh, Paimon pulls the Prime Minister into his little, like, gotcha man laser dimension, and then brings him into the cave so that he can't be attacked by the crowds anymore. Yeah. Which is a good idea. Like, Paimon then... actually doing good. Yep. Yeah, Paimon is, like, he's got, like, his, uh, like, his spark back. Because uh, he's, like, inspired now. Yeah. Later on, he saves some kids. Because he's like, no one's fucking with these kids. Yeah. Those he kids that were playing with me that I've actually enjoyed playing with them. I love the... When he's talking to the Prime Minister, it's really cute. Because the Prime Minister's like, I'm so depressed, I can't actually do anything. Stuff sucks. And Paimon's like, look... And he, like, looks sideways at the at the phone he's holding, which has a picture of, like, the kids hugging him on it. And he's like, I always ask myself, do I really love this planet? And now I'm asking you, do you really love this country? And the fact that the Prime Minister, like, I was fully expecting, like, oh, yeah, okay, he's doing that thing, it's gonna work. The fact that the Prime Minister goes, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, I mean, honestly, like, mood. Yeah. When he's like, oh, I'd li- I want a revolution too, but nobody listens to what I say. And I'm like, okay, well, I kind of get it, dude, but also, like, you literally have the power. And, I mean, this is kind of just to highlight that, like, uh, you know, Rui's goal isn't wrong. Like, the the fact that Burkhats was able to take over 
this idea they had of you know bringing like uh bringing a revolution to the country like yeah i mean even the prime minister doesn't think that what they're doing is working i feel like bureaucracy is just not good for that it's not really that different from how it is in America, where it's like, well, you know, on the one hand I get it, but also, like, at least seem like you care. I don't know. I can see a relation of just being... Uh, he's he's just Joe. He's just going through Joe's arc. Right. Which Joe Joe does get, like, in the, the... Basically, the next scene in the episode, we get a cool scene with Joe. Uh, Do they already do the bit where he, like, walks against the flow of the crowd? And then no, gets... that's like... That's, like, near the end. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, because first he's walking with the crowd for the evacuation, and then he, like, stops, walks off, lights a cigarette, and then, like, runs back toward the city. Yeah, well, it's, like, a longer thing where, like, he tries to light a cigarette, and then he can't, and then he finds his resolve, and then, like, his latent gotcha man firepowers light it. Yeah, it doesn't work until, like, his inner fire lights it. And then, like, he, he runs against the crowds while also undressing at the same time. Yeah. I was going to make a joke about when the girls are like, oh, Joe's so cool, and then he transforms. And then you're like, oh, he's so hot. But, um... Yeah, because he has fire powers. Yeah. He, that, that... he leaps over a fence and, like, swipes the note across his eyes to transform at the same time. It's very cool. Also, it's... he can, like, turn into a jet plane. I mean, his phoenix form is basically a jet in when it's flying it is but the fact that like dude okay so Pi Pi can turn into a giant ball what about the rest of them joe can turn into a plane they're they're just virtual line characters the rest of them <laughs> i mean really they're all virtual line characters but the rest of them can't Sugane's form, Sugane can already, like, run super fast. That's just, like, one of his natural powers. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if Hajime has a travel power. And Utsutsu's power is just, like, there, she can make clothes of herself, so she's already everywhere. And who knows, who knows what OD does? We'll never find out. <laughs> uh, also, find out. okay, so in the Joe bit here, there's also one other little bit... Part of the thing that, uh, like, gets him to pick himself up and go join the fight is there's a flashback to when he saved uh, Sugane from the, the mess originally, and, uh, like, how he helped Sugane, and we, like, see it through Sugane's perspective, too. Sugane thought he was super cool, and then he, like, sends him a little message in the note. I forget exactly what it is. Um, it's the yeah. message is basically, and that's going hey, through. Hey, thank you for saving me. I found my own resolution and I'm going to save everyone. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I, I owe you a lot and yeah, I really respect you. So that's why yeah, Joe's yeah. like, oh yeah, I I'm shouldn't be moping. I should be my cool superhero self. And that's what he goes to do. And while Tsugani's doing that, he's saving a person from a crowd or whatever. Yeah. Which is it, very it's good. good good synchronicity. Yeah. It's nice to see. Yeah, and, um, oh god, what is their name? Who? Uh, the Galax person. Really? Yeah. They're there, too, doing stuff. They, like, yeah. did a thing where they set up on how to use, like, the note so everybody can see the crowds, because they couldn't see the crowds before. Right. And then, like, they're arguing with the Prime Minister about, like, hey, you should you should do these things to help. And the Prime Minister's like, why should I listen to a kid? 
And then all of Hachime's friends slash adults that work in the government are like, hey, you should listen to this person. <laughs> yeah, the fact Thanks. that it Stop literally came, that they immediately, the prime minister swapped to, why would I listen to a stupid kid all of a sudden for the people that are literally trying to save everything? Like, what are you, what? Dude, shut up. Yeah, just stop sucking. I also just, everybody's like, hey, you should listen to Hajime's friend. Yeah, uh, and I think, isn't it, I think it's Pi-Pi in here who has this little thing where he's basically explaining to the, uh, explaining to the Prime Minister, like, look, if this, like, if we let uh, Burkhats destroy the city, like, it's not going to be long before it destroys the country, and if it happens to the country, it's going to be the whole planet. And I don't want to see that happen again. Oh yeah, that this is where the prime minister, they, Pi Pi asks, "Don't don't you love this country and want to save it?" And the prime minister's like, eh. "Sometimes they listen to what I say." Okay, yeah, and then the crowds are attacking the kindergarten that they had the press uh, press meeting at the other day. So Pi Pi's like, "Oh shit, no." And he, like, walks out there in order to kick ass. You ain't going to touch my kids. I I actually really love seeing Pi Pi being all, like, cool and heroic. I think that I love that transition. I enjoy when the characters do things. I I totally forgot the scene was in here. So we go back to Birdcats. He's being confronted by uh, the guy who was the old leader of the Neo 100. The the online troll dude. Yeah, yeah, because, like, he, he doesn't want that city all messed up because he lives there. Yeah, no. Yeah, he's like, just don't destroy the parts of the city that I need. As as was shown, the guy is kind of a massive hipper. He's like, no, it, it's fine if everybody else's shit gets fucked up, but leave Look, my stuff alone. The revolution isn't supposed to inconvenience me. And then he gets doxxed. Yeah, yeah. And then Burkhats doxes him, so that's bad. Because, yeah, because he talks to his wife and kid, too, so that's fucked up. Yeah. And then he, like, goes back to his, um, his man cave to get on his computer and to stream about, hey, we should do things. And everybody's like, ha, lol, no. <laughs> the fact that he's like, hey, guys, just, it, it definitely feels like his, his things of, like, hey, we demand that the Prime Minister stand down, it sounds like he's almost begging, like, please fucking stand down so we can stop. Please stop so I don't have to deal with this. Don't make me do this to you. Which is, of course, bullshit. Yeah. So, after, after Birdcats doxes that one dude, um, then, basically, the last scene in the episode is, like, all the gotcha men do, like, an attack versus one of the, the crowds to, like, knock some of them out. And then they do the Avengers pose where they all circle up and the camera swirls around them. And we get and like we get our nice heroic pose. The big big damn heroes moment. It's super cool. It's very good. Yep. Yep. I really I I was like, ah, oh, it's such a good payoff. Because I mean, only like two of them have ever been in a scene together up until this point, so That's true. Now we're like just all missing. five of them teaming up to get, to have this fight is just super cool and dramatic. So fun. Just want to see what Odie looks like. <laughs> no, then everything will blow up. No, Maybe. it won't. He just—he'll just use the power of like friendship to make that not happen. <laughs> well, there's, there's 
there's two like, more episodes, I think. There's, like, a point where he opens his note, and it's, like, a collage of, like, Utsu and, like, the rest of the people, and, like, it's everybody that he cares about. He's gonna be like, well, I'm blowing up now. Sorry. And he's like, he's... I don't want to blow up, but I feel like I might have to blow up. But then, like, everybody's gonna be like, no, OD, don't blow up. And he's gonna be like, I've never thought of just not blowing up. <laughs> But yeah, consider uh, that's... just not blowing up. Huh. Um, Weird. We're, I mean, they're going to actually get to that point in the show. <laughs> it's going to be really goofy after all we've talked about it. It is. It's going to be silly to see. Where it's where he just like decides to not blow up and he's like, oh. <laughs> oh, right. I can do that. He's like, I found this dial on my note. It was it was stuck at the max setting. I just oh, clicked I it down. Oh, I had it set for blow up. My bad. Sorry, guys. My B. But yeah, that's pretty much everything in the episode for this week. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fun to like see things kind of like, you know, they set all the dominoes up, and and now it's time to watch them fall down for the climax. Yeah. And I'm interested to see what's going to go. What's going to go down. Some exciting tokusatsu anime action. Good. I want some of it. But, like, it doesn't really lose touch with, like, the themes and the idea of the show. So, like, that's good. It's good yeah, that's fusion cool. of the two. I, I just want to see... I just want to see Hajime use her big scissors. <laughs> yeah, that would well, be yeah, nice. Well, yeah. I mean, Hajime's still got to have her final confrontation with Bird Cats, so, you know... That is that when the big scissors come out? Because so far she's only thrown like scissor shurikens. Maybe she's gonna beat it with giant scissors. God, that I hope so. Would be fantastic. Like I just want to watch Kill a Kill, but with like <laughs> robots instead of like less clothing. Kill a Kill with less horniness. I I want a fully clothed Kill a Kill. God damn! I'm just gonna we're gonna have to all watch Kill a Kill. Mm. Eh. I don't think I could possibly suggest it as a, a between between thing for this show. But I'm just... I'm pushing the limits of what I think I can get away with for what we're watching next. Oh, you haven't told us, Nick. <sighs> well, Evan knows. Even after I said, "No one tell Evan in Slack." Well, that's because <laughs> I have my name on Ping. So I was don't like, do what? that. Who has me Ping? Oh, that's what we're doing. <laughs> and you're just like, oh no. Well, tell me then. No, you, you no. It's a surprise. God damn it! Why do I have to be the last one to know? Um, I, I I'll give you a hint. Each Gotcha Man episode until we're done with the show to see if you can figure it out. Okay, isn't well, that just two hints? Then? Um, the first one is um French. French. Uh, wasn't Cyber Sex French? Uh, yes. No, no. Well, French-Canadian. Wait, is, wait, hold it on. It is not Cyber 6. Yeah. It's not, re- it's not, okay, Reboot was Canadian, too. Okay. It is yeah, that not was also Reboot. Canadian. I was worried for him. Okay. What? Do you... No, no, no. Even I wouldn't put anybody through the Reboot Reboot. Okay, good. I don't want to watch the Reboot Reboot. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what other French stuff do I know that could possibly fall in our genre. Huh. See, that's the thing, you might just not know. I, it's quite possible I'm not familiar with it, so. It does happen. Yeah. Well, we should call it for the day so I can 
go to sleep probably. That that's boring. You guys should not sleep. Sleep <sighs> is super Man, do you think the human body if the human body had a choice in the matter, do you really think it would make itself basically helpless for six to eight hours? I would love to not sleep. I don't know. The human body works in strange and mysterious ways. Yeah, but usually it loves to keep itself safe in every kit. Usually to the detriment of actually, you know, living, it will try and keep itself safe. Yeah. Oh, I watched the first two episodes of Godzilla Singular Point. Pretty cool so far. It's it's definitely hooked me. I'm really interested in seeing where it goes. I've heard hear. nothing but good things about it. Their it, version of Jet Jaguar is like really weird looking, but it's I hate more it. like a I fucking hate it. <laughs> did you see did either of you see Robotics Notes? No. Okay. That that no, show no, does don't, this don't do it. Th- don't do it. Don't do it cuz I have the games to play through and I don't want to be spoiled. Okay, well, this isn't a spoiler. It's just, like, part of the premise of that is that, like, there's a a robotics club that's building, like, a real-life, plausible, giant mecha, and its, like, design is real weird so that it can operate with plausibly real-world technology, and the Jet Jaguar's kind of like that. Noted. So, it kind of works. Like, the way it moves is really fun, but yeah. I don't know. I'm definitely going to keep watching it. I saw that, like, the writer for it is apparently some, like, heady sci-fi writer in Japan who's written a bunch of stuff that I've never heard of, and apparently everyone says his work is totally impenetrable. So it's like, oh, interesting choice. Wonderful. I mean, is it impenetrable because, like, no one has, like, the knowledge to, like, translate deep fucking Japanese technobabble? Now, I think it, I think the idea is it's difficult to grasp even for Japanese readers too, not just in translation. The guy is just long-winded and ridiculous. Uh, well, it seemed to have more to do with the fact that he like worked as a physicist for a lot of his life, and that's like the direction that he approaches science fiction from. That is a good direction to approach science fiction from. So, but yeah, I've been enjoying the show so far. Yeah, like everything you've told me about this man, I'm on board. Well, it's uh. I mean, uh, compared to, like, like the American movies where they, like, decided to really blow up the kaiju into a huge scale, like, this one actually shrinks them down to, like, a human scale to for the first few episodes. I don't know if they're going to keep it at that scale, but it's just a really interesting approach. I'm like, I mean, I super want to see where they go with it. If they've got Jet Jaguar fucking Ultraman ripoff, why would they not grow it up? Well, I think Jet Jaguar is more like... It's more power armor than a mech warrior? Um, sort of. It's more like a... It's Okay, do you remember the guy Melops for Mescaflone? Vaguely. It's more like that, but smaller. It's like the size of a normal... Of a two-story house. So, like, um... I was trying to find a comparison, but I couldn't think of one. We're just gonna... End this now because this has been a podcast on the internet at journeythroughthedeckcast.com where there are links to everything, uh, like network wise, with um, stuff and things like the trackers to like subscribe to podcasts and stuff. Those sites, yep, you can totally do that. Um, and then wait, what what about um, what about the Eureka 7? 
What is it in in terms to that? The Eureka set the the mechs in Eureka Seven were pretty big, weren't they? But they were they were like cars large. that turned into it. Really? Okay, it's been a long time since I've seen Eureka Seven, but I could have sworn those things were like fairly large. I don't know because I think they're classified as Double uh, S and Super Robot Wars. Huh. Well, I guess I'll have to watch the show again sometime. I've been meaning to go back to it ever since they came out with that sequel. What do they even call those the the surfing robots in Eureka uh, LFOs. 7? LFOs? Yeah. Uh, um, you you had that on your on your mind awfully quick. It was in the sentence I was reading at the time. Oh, gotcha. Um it, yeah, the uh, fucking what? This this is annoying. You know what? We'll, we'll find it out uh, uh Sybil, uh insert this information post edit. Per the notes Garrett has passed me, the Nervash is 14.7 meters tall, and the Patlabor is 8.02 and fits exactly the description he was looking for. You should also be very glad that I like all of you, and I am not just turning this into about 10 minutes of me gushing about the electronic music influences in Eureka 7, which more than a few of you I'm sure thought of when you heard that there were LFOs in the series. I compared it to a two-story house earlier. I thought that was fine. It's not the same. (laughs) Mecha comparisons are only internally relevant. No external comparisons. Of course. Yeah. Um, Chris's mind Twitter is also there. (laughs) Okay, good night, everybody. Good night. Love your planet, please. It's been a passing through podcast. Remember that. Bye.